Brian, uh, where'd you get that stack of books? Oh, Greg, I uh, see you're noticing my summer reading here. Uh, you see, I like to exercise my mind while in quarantine. And, uh, you know, every year I like to go through the Bill Gates summer reading list. So would you like to hear about what I'm reading now? Do would I ever, yeah. Well, yeah, right now I'm reading this wonderful book. It's called The Ride of a Lifetime, all right? So it's written by the former CEO of Disney, Bob Iger, all right? And it takes us through uh, some memorable years with the company, including its acquisition of Pixar, Lucasfilm, Marvel, all of 20th Century Fox, and the development of its streaming services, all right? And, uh, you know, Bill Gates, he writes of this book. I think anyone would enjoy this book. Whether they're looking for business insights or just want a good read by a humble guy who rose up the corporate ladder to successfully run one of the biggest companies in the world. And I guess in these troubling times, Greg, that's what I want to read. It just feels right. <laughs> I, uh... So, Greg, would you like to to borrow one of my books to maybe read in the beautiful shade of Green Lake Park? No, I'm good here on the couch. I'm comfy. What do you want to watch? <laughs> Seattle Sox podcast, and we're on the boat, my boat, my house, which is a boat for the land. And uh, I'm here with Greg because he it's, he it's, destroyed his house, which is a boat, which is a house for the sea. Okay. Um, multiple people have asked me, <laughs> "Did you really sink the boat?" Uh, alas, no. Uh, it floats. It still floats. Um, I am, no, the boat has not sunk to the bottom of the canal. Yes, I am living at Britain Bryant's. <laughs> uh, Just imagine little... how, what state the boat must be in for him to be here. <laughs> um, a little, uh, boat improvement project I've been worth doing to pass the time during COVID has gotten a little out of hand. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's all. That's all. No big deal. Uh, just a little, not very homey right now on the boat. Um, kind of toxic. Lots of like uh, fumes and um, worse, uh, like fiberglass particles <laughs> that will vibes. have to be cleaned up before anyone can really inhabit that. Um, when I'm done with this project, hopefully soon. So no, the boat the boat still floats. Uh, sorry, I, I I wasn't you know more inspired by that that rapturous description of Bob Iger's book. It sounds, uh, I mean, I I didn't you know what it is. 
all I could think of to say was what you had said before we recorded, which was you'd rather like you'd choose a bullet over reading that book. <laughs> and that's, my mind was just empty of anything oh, but yeah. that. If I were tied to a chair in a tiled room with a shower drain in the center and somebody just said book or gun without hesitation, I'd be a gun. <laughs> Give me the gun. <laughs> just uh, a tale of a humble guy who uh, <laughs> ruined vertically all integrated of all of media. Yeah, yeah just a fucking piece of Well, uh, you know, I am uh, not on Facebook at all, but Bryn is very much a Facebook warrior. And summer season is Bill Gates season, all right? And the people of Facebook have created this meme that she's encountered now multiple times in the Facebook wilds. And I just thought I would uh, just read it to you real quick. Greg. Okay. So it's just, I think it's just wonderful. It's, uh, it's a real gotcha. So like all Facebook memes, it's three paragraphs long. Oh, Jesus. Which is awful. Um, imagine being Bill Gates right now. You spend 30 years of your life and 50 billion of your own dollars supporting humanitarian causes. You directly save hundreds of thousands of lives in Southeast Asia by providing anti-malaria netting to half of a continent. You drop infant mortality rates throughout the entire developing world by funding vaccine programs, including vaccinating 40 million children for polio. And amongst a plethora of philanthropic endeavors, you fund free educational platforms like Khan Academy. <laughs> Khan, Khan, Khan Academy. So people, so people can have free access to high-quality education. Then after donating half of your wealth to charity and pledging 90% of the remainder to charity in your will, arguably doing more to better life on Earth for humanity than any other human being to ever live, you hop on the internet only to find a million scientifically illiterate fucking imbeciles that are using the very computers you invented in the first place to call you a child-murdering arch-villain antichrist because they watched a YouTube video made by some yokel with the comprehension of a potato. Um, the content is just too over my head. I don't get it. I, I feel convinced by these arguments. This person sounds <laughs> smart. I'm really, I can only really critique, therefore, the form um, motherfucker, that is an essay, not a meme. That is a <laughs> medium post. That's not even a fucking tweet. Yeah. That's too long for a tweet. A meme would be like somebody in one panel saying, check out my Facebook meme in the next panel, just a picture of war and peace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's a meme. I just made one for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> Holy shit. It takes seconds. It should only have 10 words max. <laughs> if someone made that as a tweet thread, people would be dragging them for how long and boring it is. But yeah, it's um it's truly fucking stupid. But anyways, I, yeah, I don't know that's all the dumbest well, things on the planet. Uh Bill Gates is but I, I do love I mean what a stupid fucking country. What a stupid country full of stupid people. What a, like who would who is if you post so, this, you are less than a dog. <laughs> like, no, you a are a dog has some dignity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when a dog like chases a car, it has more dignity than this. Yeah. Like Yeah, you're the dog the other dogs piss on. <laughs> oh my god. Like, how easily sold mm -hmm. are Americans on this bullshit? Like how just ready to because it's one thing to, to perpetrate these propaganda cons that, like, Bill Gates does with, you know, his sort of through the 
the philanthropy narrative, you know, but like you have to have an audience that's just ready, just desperate to buy it, right? To just mm. desperate to look up to like to just be fucking servile, basically. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like r- just wanting uh, there to be a daddy out there yeah. to own them. Yeah. Awful. Just dog shit. <laughs> Absolutely wretched. Yeah. Um, very sad, very boring. All right. Well, Greg, that's enough about things going on in your life. Let's talk back to, about my life again. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I think I pretty much know everything about your life at this point. <laughs> well, one of the things you missed while you were selfishly working on your boat uh, was that I had to get in contact with the unemployment office for the state of Washington. What? Yeah, who sent me a hilarious letter uh, posting the amount of money they had given me on unemployment and then stating, uh, explain to us... <laughs> why you think you're not at fault for this amount of money going to you. <laughs> yeah, wow, that sounds serious. And then uh, I had to send multiple forms of ID in and things like that, and uh, they're in a bit of a pickle over there, I hear. Well, uh, the easy answer, if you're asking me, um, the uh, your local uh, unemployment guru, um, why this is, Brian, why is the the form letter you received from Washington State Unemployment Services uh, to in, implying that you have committed a fraud and that you owe, at the very least, owe back all the unemployment money you've been paid so far? Um, uh, the the easy answer, Brian, would be this. Uh, let's, this is from the Seattle Times because this. Thing, this has all been unfolding over the last couple of weeks, but um, this headline is in the Seattle Times is how missed red flags helped Nigerian fraud ring, uh, in quotes, scattered canary bilk Washington's unemployment system amid coronavirus chaos. Uh, earlier this spring, as Washington began to pay out enhanced employment benefits to tens of thousands of laid-off and furloughed workers, a criminal organization halfway around the world spied an enormous opportunity. A Nigerian fraud ring dubbed Scattered Canary by security researchers. So basically, it's one of these <laughs> bullshit... If you look the link through, I mean, you know, you know what it is already. It's like one of yeah. these bullshit cyber intelligence services that puts out these horseshit yeah. reports that they give the, the these names to all these things that they say are probably an or they have reasons to believe are yeah. an organized coordinated thing who knows i mean a lot of it may be in this case one one organized yeah. crime organization but uh, I don't trust these that, fucking yeah that research firm doesn't know no no they don't know uh, shit yeah. no these people are <laughs> the biggest a lot of the russiagate shit the wait are you talking about Fancy Bear and Cozy Bear? Oh, the very real, damn. Yeah, the very <laughs> real thing. Definitely not made up. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, right. It was a lot of the, like, um, original, you know, primary documents of Russiagate are these, <laughs> like, inane reports put out by these for-profit, <laughs> like, uh, is cyber intelligence mercenary firms out of the Bay Area, uh, like, to just, like, cobbled together nothing and you know actually yeah someone was just 
for on exactly that was just recently dragged in front of Congress and basically yeah. right and was like, well, it's the I mean, this has been known for all this time, but they had to say like, oh yeah, I mean, we don't really know that was even coming from Russia or that this was yeah, anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they brought forward the head of the security firm, which is like CrowdStrike or whatever. But they brought the head of the yeah. security firm. This isn't firm CrowdStrike. And, this is another one. Though, and, for uh, all I know, it's the same people. Like. Yeah, and under oath, basically, just was like, uh, we don't really know anything, which is the correct answer because these are actually PR firms yeah, and not security yeah. firms. Yes. And their job is to spin your uh, completely stupid fuck up, like, I don't know, when... Sony Pictures laid off a whole bunch of workers who had access to the database of Sony Pictures, and they then proceeded to steal large amounts of information yeah. off that database and publish it. Uh, you need a PR firm to step in for you yeah, and say, spin that it's not your fault for being a bunch of fucking morons yeah. who lost all the data. It's someone else's fault. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> yeah. they're calling this Nigerian fraud ring Scattered Canary. Uh, not a, not even a very catchy code name, but it it implies what they're doing is implying this is like one organized crime organization doing who knows but they don't know shit that's the point this is a sidetrack yeah. we don't care about this um <laughs> it's more just scattered funny. canary would soon begin siphoning off the benefits notably the extra six hundred dollars a week congress had added to unemployment checks hiding behind a tsunami of legitimate claims and using personal information likely stolen in past consumer data breaches <laughs> the ring and other criminals filed thousands of bogus bogus applications with the state's unemployment security department by the time it was recognized scammers had made off with hundreds of millions of dollars um, which if true is fucking awesome it, like, it's hilarious i mean yeah. is it awesome i mean if you, you want to picture like the the nigerian scammer as like a cool mom and pop operation where no, it's just not. everybody no the thing is probably really it's you know, organized crime that yeah, is yeah. not that cool. They're probably assholes. Who knows, though? <laughs> I I, I would like to think of them as some cool Nigerian mm -hmm. Robin Hoods. Um, I, I have no idea. Neither does anybody, I don't think. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, that. so that's what's happening to you, Brian. Uh, I think this is, like, I mean, my initial reaction to this was, oh, this will be used to... Uh, this will be used as a cause celeb in the narrative of waste, fraud, and abuse for the next generation. Oh, yeah. To discredit um, the discredit uh, government in general, what the Washington state government um, damage the sort of credibility of the unemployment system, period. Use it um, to, and then you know, on a larger scale, like a larger political scale, like in the talking points, you know, by the right and your, your, you know, um, austerity Dems. Um, but also in the short and near term, it'll be used, uh, to tighten, uh, tighten to, mm -hmm. to kink the, to kink the hose, you know? Yeah. And, uh, as, uh, you might remember, Greg, uh, this last weekend, we were, you know, cruising just through Seattle, riding slow, showing off, right? Windows open, blasting the radio, naturally NPR. Yeah. Uh, oh, they God. had Brandy Cruz <laughs> just 
absolute dumb shit from fucking coma or whatever. It's going no, it's go, Q13. Or Q13. But going on about uh, exactly that, which is the real problem is Washington's overgenerous uh, unemployment benefits, which well, have made us. It, it was worse than uh, that, Brian. It was, I mean, that's, target. I'm going to get to that, but actually, <laughs> oh, God, such a hack, such a lazy, like, hack mind. But that's, this makes it so easy. Like, when, you know, when I, when I was saying this on Twitter, people were like, no, this seems like a big deal. This is real. I was like, yeah, of course. It, it, this sounds like a big deal. This was a big fraud. It, that's not the point. Like, this is going to mm -hmm. be used. And it's so easy for, like, a hack like Brandy Cruz, as we were listening, was, like, the first thing she said, actually, was when this was about the conversation came up about the um, – about – we're talking about the – uh, the Amazon tax here in Seattle, and then they were talking about the need to actually, um, and Char you know, Charles Mudidi was on as well. They were talking about the need, he probably brought up the need to actually um, uh, deficit spend um, or, you know, or a ta tax, uh, a state income tax, some kind of state mm -hmm. um, ability to tax, and the, uh, the problem in Washington State where that is, you know, legally... Uh, very challenging because of our idiotic constitution or the opinions mm -hmm. on it. And, you know, this, so it's this basic, like, um, you know, uh, revenue and spending conversation that Brandy Cruz was able to go, well, maybe before, you know, we let uh, the bums in Olympia spend more money, maybe they should be uh, keeping better track of, them. you know, it's like the easiest, mm -hmm. hackest, Oh yeah, fucking thing, and like that is only possible. That argument is only possible in a total political like uh, landscape that is dedicated to austerity. And like in any, if this was in any sane world, you wouldn't have to argue this because like there's going to be fraud. Like frauds, yeah, yeah. the part of the cost of doing business. This is a particularly big and embarrassing one. But yes, as you were saying, it gets. Mm -hmm. The argument gets deeper with this, more specific. So that was the general just like, yes, oh, mm -hmm. government can't be trusted with your money. Well, ironically, she says, too, at one point, uh, you wouldn't put your money in a bank if they just lost money with yeah. no explanation. I was like, uh, 10 years ago, they literally well, lost that's trillions what, of dollars. That's what Ludini no said, and there was just like kind of crickets. And like, he's just like, There's cor the corruption is enormous. Yes, it's uh, like, uh. but no, no, we don't prosecute. We didn't prosecute the banks. We didn't, pro no, no one from WAMU yeah. went to jail, right? Like, and uh, uh, nothing, really nothing to say. They just kind of started moving on. Well, I think that's what she moved on to like overly gener generous. Right. And so, okay. Yeah, so, that's so it immediately is going to be used to, you know, the question is already coming up. Why Washington State? Other states have been targeted, of course. I'm sure fucking everybody has. But why on this massive scale, apparently Washington is one of the biggest, they think, right now. Mm -hmm. And the thing that came up, Brandy Cruz brought up, it Washington has one of the highest uh, maximum uh, benefit levels. So your benefits are calculated based on your hours and your income, but it's a different scale in every fucking state. Mm -hmm. Some states... Are, oh, so Washington State, I think the max um, you can get is like eight fifty or something a week. Yeah, which um, you know, which means right now uh, it's like you know fourteen fifty. Yeah, um, with the extra six hundred. So that's if you're making pretty good money. You know, I don't know what that what the I don't know what it tops out at, but um, uh, in terms of income, but 
you know, because it depends on hours too. But if you're making pretty good money, you can, you know, before you were laid off, you can bring in eight fifty a week, and now something like fourteen fifty. Um, so obviously, yeah, this t when Congress passed this, yes, uh, that shot up a flare to people for, you know, for fraud. Try and get some of this money with all the all this all of our data that has been mm -hmm. harvested by corporations and carelessly lost on the internet yep. to hackers was able to be used by tons of people. Tons of people in Washington state have had claims made in their names. They're getting these letters on what the fuck their employers being called. And they're telling them, no, that person's still working. Um, and, but right there, you know, it, it's very it's similar to the you know why do the homeless people come to Seattle right mm -hmm. well we have the most generous uh, system and the weird thing is that's actually true is it is true of Washington State that despite our you know abysmal um, sort of uh, revenue model here uh, we do have the the most generous unemployment um, system the other thing that didn't get brought up in that conversation but I think also bears into this. It's not as sort of politically useful for the right. I mean, it is, it is, it is. But in a, um, they'll get to this. I think uh, is that it's not. Uh, it's the system. Unemployment system actually works here. Like you know, there's a you know when mm -hmm. it, there was this there's this massive crush of new unemployment claims coming in, so they're stretched. But they've actually even now they have really ramped up. They've hired a ton of people, and they've you know updated the system. They were one of the first in the country, maybe the first to start actually processing claims under the new system. It was a, like two weeks into April. Mm. They started under the new, the um, CARES Act. Um, and ha Washington, I've filed for unemployment in multiple states many times. <laughs> and Washington is the least pain in the ass, the, not just in the, the actual like hoops you have to jump through sort of conceptually, but then also just doing it the, the online interface, though not perfect. Um, Way better than like California, which you know you can guess is a an absolute horror show. As is like the DMV there, or uh, you know like trying to see a doctor or just anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, like the the health exchange in California, um, dog shit. Uh, and so right there, but in that that I mean the the fact that it's the biggest benefits. That's sort of again. That's a, like a more an easy hack argument. Like, mm -hmm. well, because we're so generous. I mean, that the logic doesn't really make sense mm -hmm. to follow that argument through. Doesn't matter. That argument will be made. But the thing that does matter is because our system is not this horrendous uh, convoluted. I mean, it's not simple. The first time you do it, it can seem daunting, even in Washington State. Mm. Um, but it's not that bad, and. That fact uh, will be cited, in maybe in not those terms, but in terms of like why is was it so easy? Why is our system so lax that we're letting these red flags get by? Right? Mm. These these scammers could just go online and suddenly have you know with some a little bit of stolen information and suddenly have money in their bank accounts. And yeah, under a better system, that would be a fair question to be addressed in like a rational way. Um, but it, what it's going to be used to do is say this whole process needs to be way more stringent. And so immediately, mm -hmm. you know, last week they shut down everything for two days and now they are 
um, everything's slowed down and people are getting these letters. And what did we talk about before the fucking scam news came mm-hmm. out? That they'll start at some point using anything oh, yeah. to start bouncing people off. So yeah. what we know about social welfare programs is that when they are made, when the means testing is made more complicated or the application process or administration process is made more complicated, the effect and usually the intention is to just keep people off it. Yeah, to train them not to apply. Yeah, because it's daunting, it's confusing, you get fucked up, there's constant threats that you might be committing fraud, Mm -hmm. right? Well, yeah, let me, uh, so this is is my letter, right? So, you know, it begins with, uh, under potential overpayment, we may have already paid you $1,580 in unemployment benefits. Ooh, let that one out. Look who's rich. (laughs) Um, So, you know, so they may have done this. Yeah. Which they definitely paid me that money. It's not an overpayment, but they paid me that money. But I love then the question I have to answer, the part I got to fill out is, why do you feel you were not at fault for this overpayment? Amazing. And then right above it is like, we're going to garnish your wages, take you to court, (laughs) all this stuff. So, yeah, when you send people letters like this, where you essentially told them like, uh, yeah, you know how you did everything we asked you to do? We calculated your payment and told you what it was going to be and then sent you the money. Late, I might add. But sent you the money. Uh, now we actually are saying that you robbed us. And uh, we're going yeah. to... You know, I mean, my response to them was, uh, hey, I don't do the payment calculation or the divvying of money. So, so this is the kind <laughs> but, of tactic. But this is what, the, yeah, this is yeah. to scare you away. This is the kind of tactic that we were talking about weeks yep. ago. Like stuff like this, they'll find ways to start uh, auditing people and trying to cull people off this because, you know, the Austerians in power, you know, at all levels will be just looking for ways to get people off these unemployment rolls. And so, uh, you know, the this fraud is just the perfect like early mm-hmm. way to start doing this again yeah it's it's a thing they should address but you know what are they but this this is now going to be a cover right mm-hmm. for this everyone whatever you know qualific i haven't gotten this letter um I mean, I figure no. it's because I have been filing unemployment in Washington State on the same account for a decade. Well, it just hasn't shown up yet. Yeah, maybe. It's yeah. very possible. Because you had a friend tell you that they got the letter. Uh, I have a friend, actually, who uh, was on un- unemployment when Boeing furloughed them for a while. And he's got to go to court for his. He just got a court date. Amazing. Um, oh, that's so, so fucked up. Yeah, so I mean, you know, uh, it's clearly going around at this point. So this, so they were able. What this then, the Congress was able to pass this CARES Act. Um, Bernie was able to implicitly hold Congress hostage because they were so desperate to get the corporate bailout out the door that he got the extra six hundred in there. Mm-hmm. Washington State was able to go. Oh, we're we're gonna get this money out the door to people who need it and have that fucking commitment mm-hmm. like publicly. And now. We're just going to whittle it all down and just mm-hmm. crush people into the ground. Because what this is, how many people who get that letter are just absolutely shitting themselves oh, right course. now? That they owe money back that they already fucking spent and they're broke. Sure. They're jobless and broke anyway. Um, this is going to terrify the living shit out of people. And 
and a lot of people are going to give up, yeah. right? Well, I mean, to quote my friend uh, 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 Bowen, uh, he was like, he was like, dude, it's fucking stupid, man. Next time, I just won't apply, and that's the yeah. goal. That's the goal, right that, there, right? Listen. And so, when you listen, to, like a, a dumbass like Brandy Cruz, like if you listen, if you think about what is her actual argument. Or argument which she says, but we have two generous unemployment benefits, is that we shouldn't have unemployment yeah. at all. Yeah. Right? Because if there's, you know, in the conservative mind, the way they like to frame it is that there's even a chance that a penny yeah, exactly. has been misspent, then it shouldn't exist. I mean, yeah. not with corporations, not with banks or whatever, but with social programs. And so, you know, yeah, I mean, this is don't bother applying, right? Or else we're going to call you in for your, you know, fraud later. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is, you, this is a conservative uh, mindset that is designed, you know, to, that is about upholding a system that grinds yeah. the poor into well, dust. This is the same, you know, I mean, this is mm -hmm. our police state, how it, the logic it operates on where better that, you know, yeah. well, a, consider a hundred innocent people go to prison yeah. Less, you know, less one uh, guilty poor person go free, you know? Yeah, and uh, consider, too, that part of what I had to send in response was I had to send in uh, uh, two forms of ID, one of which had to be my social security card, and the other had to be a photo ID. Well, I don't have my fucking social security card. So I, you know, realizing what a dumb thing this was, I sent in, like, four forms of ID, right? Yeah. Now, granted, I'm going to hear back from them saying you know, some sort of shit that I'm gonna have to show up somewhere or yeah. whatever because I didn't have a social security card. All I had was a passport, a driver's license, a birth certificate and tax forms. <laughs> um, so how could I possibly be me? Right. Yeah. But again, for a lot of people, for poor people, like, you know, don't have their like, you know, uh, eight forms of government ID on them all times. Right. You yeah. Know? I mean, there's lots of reasons to not have, you know, every form of government ID available. Oh, guess what? We're in the middle of pandemics. So you also can't get them. If you need Immigrants, them. documented or otherwise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who, so, who are, who are employees in Washington state who are paying into unemployment. Like, so this stuff is part of the harassment, right? This yeah. is part of the, like trying to scare you from getting on, uh, unemployment. Right. I mean, this is, I mean, this is why like California allowed ice to, in Texas as well, allowed ice to like sweep through schools and stuff like that is it was literally to intimidate people from just like, hey, if there's even a chance that you might be mistaken for, you know, uh, an immigrant and being arrested, just don't go to school anymore, right? You yeah. know, like, <laughs> it's a budget-cutting measure is what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is, this is the time we're living in. Um, you know, so this is all going to be used to immediately scare people off here. You know, it's part of this sort of nexus of the welfare state and regulation that over the last, you know, over the sort of austerity period has been one of the tactics um, of shrinking government has been to crowdsource uh, mm -hmm. its administration of these kinds of things. So, like, yeah, fraud is a problem. They should be able to get money to the people who are making legitimate claims and not do it. But the fact that they aren't, the the answer will be well we need to make the application process more stringent it, and it's on you it's on you to prove right now that you didn't do this yeah. by fraud right yeah um rather than um have a developed enough system with enough people working it that can actually like mm. do that work for you and make the system work and then in a crushing thing like this uh, be ready to write off a few hundred million in international fraud as the cost of fucking saving people's lives in the economy. Sure. Go fuck yourself. Doesn't matter. Well, and again, I mean, when they hand it, I, you know, 
obviously it's 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 dumb to say because everybody knows it. But when they handed over trillions of dollars to the banks last month, uh, nobody was like, "Is that maybe going to some fraud? <laughs> you know, is that maybe yeah. going to be stolen along the way?" It's like, of course it was, right? But for some reason, it matters in some cases, but doesn't in no, others. Of course. And uh, you know, I think the real story that will come out about this eventually is that you know probably whatever part of you know the unemployment office was you know watching for this stuff or whatever uh the budget unemployment's been cut over and over again and you know they just weren't able to like actually monitor like that the reason why washington was chosen probably maybe had something to do with the higher benefits but also it's probably a soft target that was easy to get right yeah and that's going to be a result of budget cutting just like you know why is COVID running loose and rampant all over the United States because of decades of budget cutting and austerity politics. Yeah. And of course the answer from every politician will be the answer to this is more austerity politics. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the point is ultimately like, yes, this is all going to be used to discredit what little welfare state we have, but now on a personal level to anyone out there who has been laid off, who has a legitimate uh, claim or will in the future, Get that fucking bread. Yeah. Don't let them fucking scare you off. This is unemployment insurance. You pay in this, in your check every month if you're an employee. Now, right now, they've opened it up to allow, um, you know, contract workers, uh, 1099 workers to also get unemployment, um, which is, you know, a good provision in the CARES Act. Um that's a whole other story. Those people shouldn't be mm-hmm. uh, fucking... Uh, that shouldn't be a category of work that really exists for almost anyone. So that's bullshit. And you pay taxes yeah. on that money. So you're paying it, whatever. Like Either way, you should... Part of your taxes that you're paying every year should be going toward unemployment insurance, even though it's not because it's on a 1099. Um, but everyone else, if you work as an employee, you pay. This is an insurance fund that you fucking yeah. pay into. Okay, it's this your is money. What it's for it it's your fucking money, and they're going to want to scare you off. And the thing is, first of all, if you're going in to apply for this stuff, just know that it's ultimately it's just some hoops you got to go through. The first thing when you're when you're beaten down, you're going like, "This is complicated. I don't get it." First of all, you know. Someone you know has done this and gotten through the process, reach out. Fuck, hit me up on Twitter. Um, Mm -hmm. But think to yourself, like, if this is going to take me three hours to figure out, if it's going to take me all week on the phone, I just want you to picture the hourly rate you're making, okay? (laughs) If if you're you're bringing in between, um, right now, with the extra 600, the range you can be making right now a week in unemployment is 850 to 1450 okay depending on your income and hours and everything um so if it takes you all week on hold on the phone that's for for one time and then every week you got to put in a half hour an hour with all your like um you know work search calls or whatever emails Mm -hmm. that's that's a pretty fucking astonishing hourly rate okay it is worth putting in the time. They aren't just going to be giving away money like this yeah. forever. I mean, I, this is true of unemployment generally. Get that fucking unemployment. Don't let a week go by when you are eligible for unemployment in this country that you do not claim that. Yeah. If you are ever laid off of a job, the first thing on your mind should be getting that bread. Yeah. Uh, that's if This may not apply after like 
after this CARES Act uh, <laughs> expires and we stop getting the 600, they may just take away unemployment altogether. I don't know. Yeah. But get the fucking money. I mean, for real, like, unemployment won't exist in five years, like, in any state. So get it now while you can. Get it while it lasts, while supplies last, all right? Yeah. Um, uh, you know what? I save it. Uh, that's probably unreasonable. No one can save any money. Um, put it into put it into what you need. Just fucking blow it. Uh, put it towards some uh, good causes, some mutual aid, whatever. Um, blow it all in beer, whatever. Just get the fucking bread. And then if they come at you with this bullshit, which I'm sure now even just the application process is there's going to be a lot more red flags. It's going to be a lot harder to get through. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, hitting you with all this bullshit, don't get daunted. The language of that fucking form letter, I mean, I've gotten ones in the past that I found disgusting and offensive. That is beyond the fucking pale. Yeah. That they're basically just like, you. And, but what you've got to remember why is... why you're not a... Why, why you think you're not a criminal. Nobody wrote <laughs> that shit to Brian, okay? Yeah. That is... A, a certain type of red flag was... Fl- tripped in a computer that is now a very fucking low bar you can bet okay mm-hmm. to trip this that generated that form letter designed to scare you off that's all it is all you got to do is probably this one right there now Brian you had to send in a bunch of shit that was a previous letter you got right no that's that one oh that's that yeah. one okay right so all it's really saying is oh we're checking to make sure you exist that's all they really yeah. could should have said, right? Well, and I will say, well, like, having been audited by unemployment, because uh, I was unemployed in 2009, right, where they audited everybody, and having been audited multiple times on unemployment, really all they're looking for is for you to show up, right? Yeah. And this is the, lo- they're trying to get the low-hanging fruit, right? Yes. So they're trying to get the people who don't respond, who they can just start quietly garnishing your wages, uh, or, you know, take you to court, right? Or at least not paying you the benefits. Yeah, or, like, ban you from unemployment benefits, right? Yep. So they're trying to get right, all that. Right, because if you're, convicted of fraud if mm. you are at the very least i mean fraud is not a, is not good it's not good um, yeah, you don't yeah. want you don't want the state coming after you for fraud but at the very least you're going to get that your wages garnished and you're going to be banned from from benefits of any kind ever yeah you know if you're not you know some uh, referred for criminal prosecution you know? yeah so you know i think they're trying to catch that low-hanging for the people who don't respond yes so the big thing is respond if they want you to show up in person go like yes because basically think about the hourly rate what if you go down there and they make you wait somewhere for five hours and then they talk to you for 10 minutes and answer some questions that is still an astonishing hourly rate yeah like more money than you're gonna get from any fucking job yeah and the thing is too is think about like this when you go down in person they're still kind of feeling you out a little bit and if you go down and stare at them the entire time and, you know, give them the short, curt answers that show that, like, fuck you, you know, <laughs> like, I know what you guys are trying to do. Guess who doesn't end up on the get fucked list, right? So yeah. it's sort of one of those things of, yeah, it fucking sucks, but you got to do it. Um, but, yeah, don't let this deter you from signing up. Get your unemployment. They're probably uh, not doing any in-person audits in, now, but yeah. whatever the pr- whatever they're doing, if they want... If you gotta whatever, and they're gonna, everything's gonna sound scary, you know. Mm-hmm. It's gonna sound. It'll be called like you know. It'll be like some fucking phone call that you have to call at a time and then be on hold, and they'll call it a hearing, like a f- potential fraud yeah. hearing or some bullshit. Dude, you don't Fuck need a em. fucking lawyer unless you are actually like 
I mean, that's the thing. It's so hard to know. Yeah. General, that le- that letter right there, it sounds like he's being accused of a crime. He's not. It's just a very, like, uh, deceptively yeah. worded thing. It's bullshit. It's nothing. All they want from him is a few documents because they're asking that of everybody now because, yeah, you know, oh. whatever. So And so, look, so get your unemployment. Respond to this shit. Don't, you know, don't let them fucking fool you. Don't let them take you. And while you're hanging out unemployed, you know, maybe read up on what's happening in Nigeria. You know, maybe learn. Maybe read their books. I don't know. Maybe get it on the scheme. <laughs> oh, dude, I just uh, thought of something. <laughs> I just realized. Here I'm thinking, like, oh, I'm not going to get hit by this because I've been, I've had the same account that's been, had an open claims forever because I'm constantly late. I'm, I work and I'm laid off. I'm always laid off. Yeah, yeah. So I'm always a week here and there or sometimes a month here and there. And lately, obviously many months I'm laid off but I'm like so I'm not gonna get hit with this shit I've had a consistently open claim that's paid out benefits for years I just realized in literally the end of March I changed the bank account to a brand new bank account that I opened at a different bank to for direct deposit very suspicious it's so fucking that's gonna trip the fucking shit man god yeah. damn it yeah um, so yeah, so get uh, that bread. Don't yeah. give up. Look, Do not let them fuck you. I have another unemployment filing opportunity in three weeks, and you'll bet your ass day one that I can do it. I'm doing it. That's so the thing. Stay, just, stay on it. Stay on that grind. Stay on that hustle, dude. Just when it's beating you down, reach out to someone for help. Okay, and uh, just picture the fucking hourly rate. This is crazy. Fuck this. Right yeah. now, it's fucking silly money. Yeah. Do not. Do not let this go. Take a picture of yourself. Get all the money cashed out in 20s. Take a picture of yourself with it while eating, like, lobster or whatever. Send it to the state. Tell them to fuck themselves. Yeah, anyway. also, if you're not sure, <laughs> was I laid off? Do I technically qualify for unemployment? Yes. Yes. The answer is fucking until yes. Until they tell you no, until you do. Until they tell you, right, until they make you go through this process and they and they have, do the research and they call and talk to your employer and they do all this stuff... In, to figure out this gray area, what's your deal right now? Yes. Your answer is always yes. I was laid off. I was work working. I had a job. Then one day uh, I was told uh, I wasn't needed anymore. I wasn't fired for cause or anything. You know, like, let them fucking figure it out. All right? You know, that shit's all subjective. You're not committing fraud if you're like, no, I just, you know, I was like, you probably were. Almost everyone right now certainly, you know, was laid off, so. Well, Greg, on a plus side, you know, I want I want to talk about Washington state politics anymore. I want to go. I want to talk New York City, L.A., those deep blue liberal havens. Okay, cool. All right. So this is from an article uh, this week from The Intercept. As the coronavirus pandemic devastates the economy and tax revenues, and tax revenues drop massively across the U.S., cities have begun to prepare for the hard times ahead by proposing slashed budgets and reduced public services at a time when so many of their residents need them more than ever. But the austerity measures won't be doled out equally across services. In New York City, where officials are projecting a $7.4 billion drop in tax revenue, the, repo- the proposed budget for next year is $3.4 billion less than last year, with education and youth services facing some of the deepest cuts. And only modest cuts slated for the police department. 
in L.A. The police department is the lone city agency that is not facing cuts. It is also slated to receive additional funds for police overtime, So, even as other city workers are furloughed. So no cuts, then? Yep. So this article is called New York City and Los Angeles slash budgets, but not for police. So the question to ask ourselves is, are they not slashing the police budgets because they know they need them around to quell the unrest of the abandoned working class or because they know that if they try to take a dime away from them, the the uh, arm-to-the-teeth, rabid, reactionary, mercenary force would just come to City Hall and kill them? Well, Greg, that's an interesting question. I know I, got, I just, I thought I was calming you down. I just got you all worked <laughs> up again. So I'm, I'm going to read something else. Okay. All right. This is from the Everett Herald this week. Oh, boy. Everett sheds more than 160 employees as part of budget cuts. Normal. So, so let's just take a little snippet out of here. Just, just, that's it. We're done. Mm -hmm. Society's over. Yeah. So from the article, Parks and Recreation saw the biggest cuts, five full-time and 41 part-time employees. City spokesperson Kimberly Klein said the majority of the part-time workers are seasonal, such as lifeguards, swim instructors, in uh, recreation or maintenance. The Everett, Pu Everett Public Library shed 23 employees, of which 20 were part-time. Uh, for services, Everett wasn't allowed to provide anyway under the stay-at-home order. I'm sure they'll hire them back. Uh, the Senior Center cut six workers. Uh, facilities, two, and one each from engineering, public services, finance, transit, and uh, utilities. Uniformed firefighters and police officer ranks were intact, which Franklin said were needed at full staffing levels. Quote, there's just a lot of grief and tragedy in the city, and that leads to a lot of unrest. Oh, the thing is, um, that's not the quiet part anymore, Brian. <laughs> well, Greg... He didn't have we to don't say have it out to loud anymore. No, I mean, it, that, I mean, uh, well, I mean, the answer to my question is both, Brian. Mm -hmm. I thought, I thought you understood that, but uh, yeah, wow. There's a lot of unrest. We need to keep the cops fully funded to quell civil unrest. Yeah. Um, cool. Cool. So. <laughs> This basically gets to a point that, I mean, we've been talking about for weeks now, but is that the main product that is going to come out of COVID-19 isn't uh, Medicare for all. Like, we're not going to come out of uh, hundreds of thousands of people dying needlessly from a pandemic in the richest country that's ever existed in the history of the planet, uh, thinking that maybe we should provide health care. The real thing we're gonna come out of this is more austerity not just more austerity but like brutal we need to austerity. yeah more brutal we need to go like light more years policed austerity yeah we need to walk you know uh decades and months right you know we need to move fast slash and burn everything and yeah i mean they continue to ask the mayor of uh everett about this and the mayor just you know when they say they basically like all uh you know, doesn't society, like, have to run? <laughs> and the mayor just says, if we waited three months to make these types of decisions, we'd have to reduce staff even more. Then later on, he says, oh, yeah, uh, it's not that we don't have anything left to cut. It's that's the stuff we'll have to cut. Uh, oh, the other stuff we'll have to cut is uh, stuff we hold dear, and it affects many people. So basically saying, 
look, if we had to wait, we'd have to cut a lot more stuff. Oh, and by the way, in the future, we're also going to be cutting all that stuff, too. You know, there is no vision at this point beyond austerity, right? That's the only thing that exists is we should just destroy the the state. <laughs> we should destroy all the social functions of yeah, the state no, and just the, keep this, the policing. This, yeah, the police state is all that will be left. You know, this, I... The oh, by the way, this is coming to Seattle too. So don't don't oh, pretend absolutely. like oh, this is an Everett problem. No, like no, this, no. We will be having this conversation this, about something Mayor Durkin said in probably a week. The the police right now are more are vastly more numerous and vastly better armed than the National Guard was when it was created to fucking suppress. Uh, you know. Oh yeah union power like oh yeah you that this is what we're up against i mean this anything could happen in our future with this pandemic happening this election coming up i mean i don't know what it holds but like the power of the state to just crush any attempt to change the terms of this economy, this uh, society we live in is enormous. And, you know, when we try, you know, when there was obviously a massive effort to uh, uh, change it electorally um, that also came up against this massive wall, Mm -hmm. they're saying this is what the cops are here for. Yeah. You know, when you start complaining... Uh, and I, I've been seeing some people complaining. Yeah. Well, and, um, you know, now is probably a, a, a good time to bring up what's literally happening right now while we're As sitting we here, sit here yeah. in, in Minneapolis, which is, uh, you know, this horrifying, uh, video that I think encapsulates everything about American policing in it, where a police officer kneels on a man's neck uh, who has handcuffed on the ground and, you know, as the man gasps for air, says he and can't begs breathe, for his life. begs for his life. And people in the crowd say, you're killing him. You're killing him. He, for nine minutes, squeezes every last bit of air, just waiting for this man to die. A moment which will be the greatest moment of that police officer's life. Oh, he's he's going to tell the story forever. Time of his life. No, what he was thinking in this, like, sort of post-ironic he, world of ours, uh, you know, he was thinking, I, 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 this, I'm going to be in the video this time. Yeah. He's thinking, I, I'm going to be the guy in the video who chokes the life out of the large black man. I'm going to yeah. be that cop. I'm going to receive hundreds of thousands of, thousands of dollars in winnings via GoFundMe this week. Um, you know, every officer is going to cheer me and like put me up on their shoulders. And, mo- and more than that, more uh, than that, it's internal. You know, yeah. this is a psychopath yeah. we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And, and he this finally is gets internal. to kill somebody, like, which they this all is want what I've to been do. Doing. I've been trying to put myself in this situation. I've been trying to get into these situations that I can, in my mind, within the uh, constraints of our system, can justify as a dangerous situation that I had to act in and can, with impunity, take the life of a black man mm-hmm. and uh today was my day my number came up luckiest day of my life uh that's i mean yeah 
And I mean, it's and this I, is day, you know this is days after no or about a week after SPD killed a guy, murdered a guy, yeah. shot a guy in the back, uh, in the back, running away, yeah. um, because they were you know crowding up on him. Now he was wielding uh, a big kitchen knife, but he's obviously having. You can tell from the, I watched the fucking video. You can tell from the video that he's obviously having a mental health crisis. Sure, and what they're. Our our the our society's only our the state's only response to that is send seven cruisers to converge mm-hmm. on him and all come screaming at him, mm-hmm. yelling and screaming at him with their guns pointed until you know he flinches and they yeah uh, and, like and three w- feet from him. And when SPD gives you this like in the news, everybody else gives you this shit of like he had to catch a knife. Remember, SPD is going to kill more people than the entire UK policing. <laughs> yeah, all the police departments in the UK this year. Yeah. And kitchen knives exist in the UK, right? Kitchen knives are not a unique form of uh, weapon that exists only it's in the United States. It's not a fucking WMD. Yeah, like, so this idea it, of, like, he had a kitchen knife, therefore he had to be murdered, is a belief that is completely unique to the United States. It does right, not exist insane. in any civilized fucking I mean, country. It's, it's easy. The hack thing is to go, like, oh, what pussies they are. Are. Mm-hmm. And that's true. Cops are huge weenies. They're they're cowards. They're at, yeah. utter cowards. But that's that's I mean, beside that's, the point. That's not. That's just part of Most, their, their ability. Yeah. What makes them cowards is their ability to justify this shit in mm-hmm. such a cowardly way. But really, what motive? I mean, this is what they're there to do. They want to murder people. Yeah. Uh, and they, you know, they want to be justified in doing it. And so they murder this guy um, because. In, in a situation in any other country, the cops might, like, kind of stand back and keep other people away from him for their safety, right? Go, yeah. like, hey, guy, you know, keep the this, keep this sidewalk in the street clear. Let this guy calm down. Uh, box him in a little. Um, I think, you know, standing back, letting him tucker himself out until, like, some form of uh, mm-hmm. welfare personnel arrive to mm-hmm. deal with him in his mental health crisis. We live in a sick country that generates psychotics and then selects them to be put in positions of petty power to terrorize a populace. We know, and now we know why. Yeah. They're doing their job. They are, this is to quell unrest. They're there, they're ready, they're trained. They're, they, they hone their skills on the mentally ill and the homeless and black populations, and they're ready. They're having honed those skills. They're ready to take it out on anyone. Um, yeah, well, Greg, I, I, I would like to read you this thing that I found literally just moments ago. Uh, so we haven't talked about this. Greg gets to hear about it for the first time. Okay. So this Can't is from wait. Police Magazine. Oh, my God. From May 1st, 2020, from Doug Willey. So we know this is good stuff. Uh, this article is called Preparing for the Prospect of a Suicide by Cop. So, basically, he says, look, suicide by cop, what he means is somebody begging you to murder them, is something that uh, just every cop's got to do at some point in their life. So, he gives a list of things that we need to think about as police officers, right? So, this is an internal police magazine for cops, right? So, a big, bold headline, visualize the possibility. First and foremost, accept the fact that this could happen to you on any call, on every shift you work. Most cops have come to this conclusion, but some, some who I've personally talked with, remain in a level of denial. Check that box in your head and move on. So this is the very normal brains of your average police officer. 
visualize the possibility that you're going to murder someone every day and then check the box in your brain that says, this definitely could happen. And you know what? Maybe even get excited about it, right? Think about how fucking psychotic that is. Yeah. Like if you literally spent every day just thinking about, oh, maybe I'll murder somebody today. They would put you in a fucking cage. You'd be in a fucking padded room. This is psychotic. Yeah, no. So, I mean, but let's get to the bottom though, which I think is what it pertains to what we're actually talking about here, right? This is in his final words segment, all right? So, and I think this is again, we're not saying the, we're not keeping things quiet anymore, right? All right. Um, so, no matter what you call it, these incidents are likely to increase in coming weeks and months. As the coronavirus outbreak continues, as people are losing their jobs and their homes and their checking accounts, the incident of suicide by cop are likely to increase. The mental stress of social distancing and the economic stress of forced lockdowns and the sometimes permanent closures of so-called non-essential businesses may cause people to want to simply give up. However, they may not have the means or the will to actually commit suicide by themselves. Thus, they will do something to cause the attention of police who will then have to figure out what will resolve the situation. That resolution might be handcuffs and a trip to the mental health facility or the emergency room. Or it might happen to be handgun rounds and a trip to the morgue. Prepare for both. Fuck. This well, is how police officers... I, I don't... Look, whenever somebody tells you that there's good apples... Tell them to shut the fuck up. This is normal writing for police journals. This is how they think. If that sounds fucking psychotic to you, this is how every cop you've ever met, this is all that runs through their head all the time. Well, fucking psychotic. Anyway, guy yeah. killed, was it he's in Minneapolis, this guy? Yeah, it was in Minneapolis, which, so, by the way, has a long history of police murdering people. It's had several you know, consent decrees and literally nothing has changed. That's the other thing that we should learn from this. Well, consent decrees have done nothing. Nothing changes in any of these. Nothing has changed. Not since the black lives matter movement Mm -hmm. started. Nothing has changed in policing. And so now, right now, as we speak in Minneapolis, outside the police station, the uh, community has risen up. Yeah. And rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, uh, in 2016, there was the murder of Jamar Clark in Minneapolis. And, and uh, you know, uh, there was actually, like, fairly peaceful demonstrations there. They had formed a tent encampment outside the precinct where the, you know, officer worked that had uh, murdered Jamar, Cl- Jamar Clark. Uh, it was described, again, in Police Magazine as an 18-day siege by terrorists. Uh, they claimed that the police of blood was running in the streets. Um, or the, yeah, the blood of police was running in the streets. Uh, you know, um, I mean, I, you know, in Minneapolis, there's been all, I mean, this, you're going to hear all week, oh, they're destroying their own city. You know, why not protest peacefully? It's been done in Minneapolis. It doesn't work. Like there's one thing we absolutely know for sure. There is no peaceful solution in Minneapolis. They had mayoral candidates who ran on reforming the police department. They can't win. Right. They have, you know, had consent decrees. It doesn't do anything. They've done all forms of peaceful protest. It hasn't done anything. So just remember that when the media fucking cavalcade comes down this week about how stupid this is. 
the usual of destroying their own neighborhood stuff and all this kind of shit is this is all that anybody has left at this point. And, you know, cities know it. That's why in Everett, they're keeping their police department and getting rid of everything else. That's. Yeah, I wish I could think of um, some ultimate solution to this problem. I'm just trying to dream one up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. Uh, it's coming here too, folks. So. Yep. Hey, uh, guess another who? city, another American city where, uh, you know, consent decree process uh, and whatever else has just had no effect, and they continue to just fucking murder people. Yeah. Uh, you know, guess whose budget eats up an enormous part of uh, the city budget? I mean, the fucking SPD. Uh, their budget's gone up every year for four years, and I'm sure if we were to look back further, if I was looking at a chart that went back further, it's gone up every year for God knows how long. So, you know, uh, expect austerity, and, you know, austerity has, you know, two sort of aspects. One is, you know, pulling money from social services, and the other is spending money on, you know, police, on the on the fist, right? You know, you're no longer getting uh, the carrot. It's all stick now. Yep. Fuck, man. That sucks. <sighs> Sorry, uh, this podcast is such a fucking drag. Yeah, um, I don't know. Somebody find a story about a, uh, heartwarming, like, renegade squirrel and Green Lake or something. So we could just do an episode that doesn't end in, you know, fucking, uh, you know, dual suicide at my kitchen table. Um, somebody find something. All right. Somebody help us out here. Yeah. My, my thoughts are, my thoughts are dark these days, uh, about the future. Um, maybe that's just cause, uh, my living situation is, uh, stressing me out, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, thanks everybody. Uh, I think that, that I don't, I don't think I can go on with this. Uh, so, <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Um, I don't know. Maybe we have patrons. Who knows? Look, no, Colin's not no, here. No new ones this week. Yeah, Colin's not here. We're lost. We don't know what's happening. If anybody's seen Colin or knows where he is or anything, he's he's on a milk carton at this point. Um, if you see a guy just wandering the streets talking about machine learning <laughs> and just writing zeros and ones on everything, just give us a call. Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, let us know where he's at. Yeah. Okay, remember, we, get that bread, everybody. If yeah. If you really... You never really need help. Never be intimidated on Twitter. Yeah, hit Greg up on Twitter. Never be intimidated about unemployment. Also, if you're having rent problems, hit Greg up. He also is very good for rent issues. So, I thought you were about to suggest uh, that no, no, I would help Greg cover someone's famously rent. Famously, can't pay his own rent. That's why he's good at rent issues. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, there are better resources out there. Um, but uh, yeah, all right. <laughs>